Hello again and welcome to Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts and following with my theme for the rest of this month, I am recycling stuff and putting it together into this lovely podcast. So in this episode, I am going to talk about ways to craft your statistics into a story to share the purpose and the need that your nonprofit has with your donors, especially during this year-end giving season. So recently, I did Facebook Lives on my nonprofit Marketing with Purpose Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, you should totally give it a whirl. So as we did the Craft Your Ask fundraising challenge in October on that Facebook group, I realized that there were a lot of people who were definitely working with statistics in their fundraising asks. But there's kind of an art form to using them in a way that allows them to make sense for people and tells a story that you want them to learn from your messaging. So let's get to it. Five tips with examples for using statistics in your marketing. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. I have just one public service announcement before we get started. And I'm calling it a public service announcement because I really believe that some of you guys would absolutely benefit from this particular service or rather, thing. Maybe we'll call it a product. Either way, so really what it is, is a year-end giving email schedule and templates. You can shave hours off your to-do list with this complete set of fill-in-the-blank year-end giving email templates. And they even come complete with an on-demand training video on best practices for sending your emails. So hop on over to makecreate.com forward slash year-end emails and download them right now for $7. And with that out of the way, let's get to our episode. So we share statistics to make an impact and we also share statistics to grab people's attention, right? And we are grabbing people's attention to make an impact on them, right? To change their mind about something, to show them a need. Okay, so here's the deal. If we share too many, then we're going to overwhelm people. And if you don't share them in a way that's very easy for them to consume, then you miss the opportunity to make the impact that you're going for. Okay, so the goal with your statistics is to make people think, wow, wow, there's a need. Um, And depending upon the point that you're trying to make, you might want them to think, wow, that's a lot. You might want them to think, wow, that's not very much. Or maybe, wow, that's almost the same. But either way, we just want them to take a breath and go, whoa, right? Okay, so how do you do that? So the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to keep your statistics close together in your content or remind them of one that you listed earlier if you're gonna list one for comparison. Because we've all read that book where they they like talk about something and you're like, wait a second, and you have to like page back multiple pages to find 
the first thing that they were talking about to compare it and make sure that it's right and you understand it. We don't want our readers to have to do that. We want to make it very clear to them. So I'm going to give you an example. Thank you to the Spay Neuter Project because I'm going to use yourself as an example. So in 2020, Spay Neuter Project has already completed 2,196 Spay Neuter surgeries, even though we were closed for almost all of April and for three months, we did not have a full-time veterinary surgeon. For the same period in 2019, we completed 2,307 surgeries. Okay, so when I used those stats that far apart, I don't see that impact nearly as much as if I said in 2020, we did 2,196 surgeries so far compared to 2,307 in all of 2019, right? And then I ask myself, should they be listed chronologically? I guess that's really up to you. Like in this case, it could be good. Like I might do it. I would try it both ways and then just see which one feels best to you. All right, so the next thing I want you to do is I want you to look at those exact same numbers and I want you to try to make it as apples to apples as possible. We want to use these numbers to really communicate what we want people to hear, right? So in this case, I feel like we could take the numbers and we could spin them into a monthly average. So in 2019, we did an average of 192 surgeries per month, while in 2020, we performed an average of 244 surgeries per month. Even when you just make those numbers a little bit smaller, they, they're easier to consume, right? Now I want you to think through the data and I want you to change it to make it as concise as possible. I would definitely share the first things that we just shared, right? The number of surgeries per month, because that's like the base of the fact that we're trying to share. Now we wanna like just drive it home by giving them a percentage that's super easy for them to think about that they don't have to like do math in their head, right? because I'm not a good mathematician. And I would be like, well, how, how big of a difference is that? Like, I don't even, I mean, 100 versus 200. I mean, that is, but, but the first one was almost 200, anyway. Okay, so tell them the change that you want them to know as concisely as possible to make your point after sharing the data, like a percentage that they can understand. So in 2019, we did an average of 192 surgeries per month, while in 2020, we performed an average of 244 per month. That is a 27% increase. See how you didn't have to think about that? Aha. Okay, so now, um, next I want you to give them a visual because you can give them a visual even in your letter, right? So you can give them a chart, you can give them an infographic, then they can see it. They don't even have to think about this number. You can say it, but you can show them. And put a caption underneath the graphic so that way if they never read your paragraph, they still get your point, right? And give it a title so that way they know what you're talking about. Do this. Do this for yourself. And, you know, if your ask is a little bit long in your letter, like let's say that it's four or five paragraphs long, then this graphic will draw their attention right there and show them that need right away. Okay, and then I want you to show them why the numbers matter. So one of the things that was really interesting about the Spay Neuter Project's pitch is that not only have they had an increase of surgeries that they've been doing, but they have also had an increase in cost for supplies. So each surgery costs them more money. Oh, okay, so that's a lot. Not only are they understaffed, but now they're being asked to do more work and it costs them more money. So that means that really in the long run, they're not gonna be able to help as many people because of the cost and because of the staffing, right? Which means that we're gonna have more pets on the street not being spayed or neutered. Ooh. Okay, so I think that pulling in that cost aspect, that's that why the numbers matter. Like really just spell it out for them because they cannot connect the dots without your help. 
All right, so there we go, friends. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of the Monica insight on sharing statistics. I work through statistics for every presentation that I do, and I really just keep looking at them and I think to myself, um, do they make sense? And then also like, I'll put it all together, I'll let it sit for a day or two, and then I go back to it and I look at it again. And if I don't just right away go, whoa, then they're not ready yet. And you can do the same thing because you got plenty of time because you got started planning early. <laughs> now, before I let you go, I want to remind you one more time about the opportunity to download the year-end giving email schedule and templates for $7. Now, you know that you need to send year-end giving emails. And well, well, actually, maybe you don't know because some people think that emails are super old school. But I want to tell you what I know. My company, Maycreate Design, is the marketing arm for Como Gives, which is our community's year-end, month-long online giving campaign. It supports 142 nonprofits. It's ran by the Community Foundation of Central Missouri. And I know that one in every six email visitors donates, but only one in 20 social media visitors donate on ComoGives.com. And I also know that the average donation for an email is $273, but the social media visitors only average 107. That is 134% more. So I figure we all need more donations. So we need to lean into what works. So lean into email this year. Just give it a try. Send these emails to your supporters. Ask them for donations the good old-fashioned way. I mean, isn't that weird that I just said emails old-fashioned? Either way, if it is to you or if it's not, these will really help you get started. You can just fill in the blanks and copy-paste, and you'll be on your way to more donations this year in giving season. Download them now at maycreate, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E dot -E -E com forward slash year and emails. And that, my friends, is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts. Now, go forth and market with purpose. Mm -hmm.